Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Raymond Million, the new CEO of Harness Dickey and Pierce, an intellectual property boutique with four offices and headquarters in suburban Detroit. Hi, Ray. How are you? I'm doing well, Ari. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my privilege. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Tell us about your background and your new role at Harness Dickey. When you say my background, I'm just a immigrant kid that grew up in Brooklyn, New York, right? Someplace you're familiar with. That's right. (laughs) I think you're a native Brooklynite as well. But yeah, I was born and raised in New York. My parents from Haiti in the Caribbean. Went to Columbia Engineering undergrad, majored in computer science. And I started out programming for General Electric in their aerospace division in suburban Philadelphia. And I think after coding 10 hours a day on a government project in a basement somewhere, I decided to listen to the nuns. I I went to 12 years of Catholic school in Brooklyn, and they told me I always like to argue that I should become a lawyer. So then I found out about IP law, where you need an engineering degree to go into it. And I applied to, uh, at the time, George Washington University, which I had read about, which was uh, top ranked in IP law. And uh, the rest, they say, is history. After a couple of years in private practice and in-house, I find myself now in uh, suburban Detroit as CEO of a 100-year-old IP boutique. So that's my background in a New York minute. (laughs) You served as chief IP officer for Volvo Car Group and the CEO of Volvo Car Ventures before joining Harness Dickey, as well as in a variety of other in-house roles, including a GE. How do you see that experience on the client side shaping your leadership of the firm? Most of me, a job was a chief IP officer at Volvo Cars, running the Volvo Car IP department in Sweden. Look, at a law firm, there are a lot of career lawyers, right, that graduate from law school. They interned at uh, law firms during law school, and they go up through the ranks, being a first year, second year, all the way to whatever year associate and then making partner that are now running law firms. And that's great. And you become an expert at the area of law that you practice. But not having had sort of like the client side, the client experience, it's sometimes it's very difficult to provide legal advice in a vacuum. And I think the advantage of, for me, having been in-house roles is I've lived the business side, right? You know, it's not like uh, clients call me and they ask for legal advice. You know, I pick up the phone, I give up the legal advice, I hang up the phone and I walk away and I never hear from that client again, or I never see them. When you're in-house, you sort of live with the legal advice that you give. Your clients are there with you and your bottom line is affected by their bottom line because it's the same bottom line. So I think having that client experience and having the, uh, the business angle and the business expertise makes you a better lawyer. No doubt about that. What can law firms do to better understand and connect with their clients in a remote environment? I think it's been in the news recently where some CEOs are asking for their outside law firms to return back to the office. You know, it's difficult. We're in challenging times. And to say that one firm or one industry or one person has it figured out and the others don't, I think would be disingenuous. I think we're all trying to figure out how to use technology, how to, whether it's video conferencing, putting things in the cloud, we're all trying to figure out how technology can keep us connected in this new remote environment. But there's no doubt there's a certain aspect that's missing. There's certain mentorship that you get at the water cooler, the informal meetings when you drop by someone's office and strike up a conversation and learn something that you didn't know previously. 
the informal conversations and the socializing is definitely missing. And that is tough to do in a remote environment. So we just use the technology that we have and we have to make an extra effort to connect with people. How have client expectations changed over the past few years? Clients, especially the larger corporate clients, they're asking for more accountability. And when I say accountability, I'm not talking strictly about the quality of the legal advice or the legal services you deliver, but I think they're asking for cost accountability. They're being very cost conscious. And I think also these days, there's a movement now where clients are expecting not only their outside counsel, but all their vendors. How are they acting socially? How are they being socially responsible? Are they being environmentally conscious? Are they being socially conscious? So I think clients' expectations on their outside counsel and their vendors in general have greatly increased in the past few years. In what ways can outside counsel provide more value to their in-house colleagues? All right. Well, I think that goes back to the earlier question that you asked about sort of how my in-house experience is sort of shaping the leadership of the firm at Harness Dickey or just generally in the industry. I think outside counsel can provide more value. Outside counsel traditionally operates in what I call firefighter mode, right? The client has a problem. They have a fire. They call outside counsel. Outside counsel puts out the fire. And like the firefighters, once the fire is out, they turn their back and they go back to the fire station. And what happened to the structure or the people or whatever is not their problem. And I think nowadays, to add more value, you have to go from being a firefighter to being a fire warden. Now you have to work with your clients. And how do you prevent those fires? What infrastructure, information, data, analysis can you put into place to sort of avoid those fires? And I think that's how outside counsel can provide more value, not just providing discrete legal services to put out a fire, but how can we uh, prevent the fires and help those clients grow financially? And I think that's the value that you can add. And that's what I think the in-house experience, because you've done it, you've been there, you've seen it, helps now that I'm back at a law firm. Are there elements of leadership required to drive change at law firms today that were not necessary when you were practicing at a law firm? Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And uh, two things that come to top of mind is technology and mental health. Nowadays, as we talked about earlier, because we're in a remote environment, because clients expect more value, leadership involves not just leading people, but making sure that people have the tools, the resources, the data, and the information that they need to make their job easier. You know, leadership now, in order to fulfill that, has to be more technologically savvy. So that's the first thing. And second, because we're in a remote environment, the days of like the beatings will continue until morale improves <laughs> is no longer tenable. Leaders have to be more aware of the mental health of their employees, especially in a remote environment. And at the end of the day, I don't lead a law firm or you don't lead an organization, you lead people. And how do you get the best out of people? And you get out of the best out of people is when they feel that they're doing a job that's needed, that's wanted, and they're appreciated, and they're in a good mental space to do so. You described Harness Dickey as a hundred-year-old intellectual property boutique. How can law firms with a specific focus maintain their competitive advantage in a shifting legal landscape? I mean, you read the legal news or the business news or even the popular news, you see there's been a lot of consolidation in the industry where traditional general practice firms are merging or buying or acquiring, whatever word you, Jaren, you want to use, IP boutiques or even boutiques in general. But look, at the end of the day, the report of the demise of the IP boutique has been exaggerated and is way premature. 
there's a certain class of clients that know what they need. A certain class of clients that has a general counsel or in-house IP staff, or even a chief IP counsel or director of IP that knows exactly the type of IP services that they require and realize that they can get that specialization from an IP boutique. I liken it to sort of like a restaurant analogy. You could go to certain chain restaurants that have a 20-page menu and they serve everything from Asian to Mexican to burgers. They can't do everything right. If you want a really good burger, you go to a burger joint. So uh, (laughs) I'll leave you with that analogy. (laughs) Where do you see the legal industry headed? To continue my previous answer, I'll say, look, I think the industry has become a lot more self-aware lately, especially during the pandemic, again, when we're talking about people's mental health. And the legal industry has to uh, continue to evolve to focus on the people providing the services. The legal industry is known for burning people out. It has the highest dissatisfaction rate among all professions, a very high alcoholism and drug abuse rate. And I think the legal industry has to We've long focused on searching for profits. It's now time to start focusing not only on the profits, but what generates those profits. And it's the attorneys. And what are the attorneys? They're people. And I think the legal industry has to become more people-centric and to figure out how to give people more job satisfaction and greater work-life balance. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Raymond Million, the new CEO of Harness, Sticky & Pierce an intellectual property boutique with four offices and headquarters in suburban Detroit. Ray, it's really been a privilege. Thank you so much and wishing you the very best of luck in your new role. Thanks, Ari. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.